Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast contains spoilers and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. I'm television's Dave Landau, and you're listening to the Showdown Podcast. I really wish these guys would stop bringing my name up. The Showdown Podcast presents The Survivor Series with Corey Miller, Vic Miller, and Brad Scott. This week's episode, Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. the showdown podcast we are live from Corey's kitchen slash evil lair slash zoo slash aquarium slash aquarium and uh i am uh joined by Corey hanukkah miller vic kwanzaa miller and i am brad happy holidays <laughs> I don't give a shit. I just want to piss you off, Scott. <laughs> um, and this is the first of our four Christmas-themed episodes for the month of December. They will all be Survivor Series episodes. So we were starting it off right. Yes. Uh, we are... Uh, the, what are we going to call this? <laughs> what are we going to call this? We had this, the Spooktacular was October. So what is uh, December going to be? Uh oh, he's got it. Christmas, uh, Christastic. Christmas-tastic? Christmas-tastic? Is that a word? How about Christastic? I have two Christastic. Christmas-tastic. Christmas-ick? No. We're going to work on this the entire month of December, I think. No, we'll figure it out. Vic, you got something? No, it's 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 not formulating. <laughs> I was working on it, but uh, none of it sounded right. Season's Beatings. <laughs> <laughs> there you Our go. Our Season's Beatings episodes. We beat up old Christmas movies. I like it. I like it. This one should have been beat up. Oh. Um, let's, well, okay, let's, hang on, let's see. Uh... Holiday... Holiday, holiday extravaganza? No. You in the Holocaust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Our, holo- our Holocaust of holiday movies. What? Uh, um, let's call it uh, the... You know, I think I really like Christmas-tastic. Okay. I think that could be a new word. Yes. Christmas-tastic episode series. There you go. So this is the first edition of our Christmas-tastic episode series. And we have gone all the way back... 
to uh, the classic 2014 American faith-based Christmas comedy film directed by David Doan. Did you just written. say comedy? It's, it's, it's listed, as, listed a comedy. as a comedy. Come on, do your homework. Well, but they did. They did clarify it to faith-based Christmas comedy. <laughs> I don't know how. Like that's one of those at Blockbuster. You don't use the whole wall for. <laughs> <laughs> you just probably stick it in with Christmas movies. Um, uh, but it's it's written, directed, starring da- Darren Doan, uh, who is basically the god of this movie. <laughs> right? Yeah. He created it. And he sent Did himself he and Kirk Cameron to die for our sins. <laughs> Did you say he wrote it too? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Written, directed, starring uh, Darren Doan, Did and he then edit starring too? Kirk Cameron. Oh, I'm sure. No. No, the oh 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 they actually shit they did like a thing for it. Yeah. There's a graphic for it at the beginning. Yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head. It said it was like uh like part mill part mill party mill party like mill studios or something. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um yeah this movie is two years old. Was released November fourteenth two thousand and fourteen. Did well at the box office. Uh you know how well it, did it do? It was uh, made. Basically three million against a five hundred thousand dollar budget. So, so yeah, by 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 what churches. statistics? By standards, yeah. three times the money, right? Yeah, Isn't yep, that the, the rule of thumb? So that's that's at least that's what we decided is the rule of thumb for sure. Yeah. So it's it's a block. It was a, a success. Uh, it was a huge huge blockbuster in the American faith based <laughs> Christmas comedy genre. See what happens is is church groups get together and they're like, oh, we're gonna buy out the entire theater. And have our whole church go. A whole lot that, of churches. That's how they make their money on that. No, I will. No, here's the thing. Okay, so we we once again skipped a production meeting because we're dumb. Um, <laughs> but my question to you guys is, real quick, let's not get too deep into this because this is a comedy. This is a American faith based uh, comedy Christmas podcast. So we don't want to, but we don't want to get too deep into this. What are your uh, Brief religious views. Vic? Um, I believe in a higher power. believe in God. Um, Any specific denomination? Uh, Baptist. Okay. Corey? I'm a Jehovah's Witness. Sincerely? No. God damn it. <laughs> I was ready for I was ready for the history segment. And now I gotta uh it's probably gonna probably gonna go back and hit play. It's gonna be a damn YouTube advertisement because you made me have to go off the screen and go all the way over here so I can get to this. That's not even turned up. <laughs> you see how much you're messing up? You should have been prepared. Two at once. Enjoy. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so what, okay, what are you really? Okay, I was raised Catholic. I'm just going to leave it at that. Are you still, pra- do you still go, do you go to church? No. Any point in time through the year? No. Last time you went to church? Um, uh, it was for the anniversary of my grandmother's death. Okay. Oh. Way, way to, to bring down way the room. To, yeah, way to bring down the room. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to go loser game show sound, but I was like, well, I just did that one. Off the bat, I should probably switch it up. And then I didn't think in my head until after I hit play that I did Mario dance for you talking about your anniversary of your grandmother's yeah. death. She wasn't an Italian plumber who had traveled between worlds, was she? No. Okay. Sorry for bringing that up. No. Um, I, um, I've been pretty, pretty vocal on stage and everything else. So uh, I'm an atheist. I if push came to shove, but I'm also. I think more agnostic because I believe I just don't know, and I know I'm not smart enough. To know, and I don't think anybody really knows until they die. So you're not a follower of the flying spaghetti monster. 
No, I don't. It's a weird thing. But it is, it is a <laughs> thing. That is weird. Yeah. I, I, but here's the thing. I also am not one of those. Like I said, if I was if I was forced to, because I feel like people look at agnostic as somebody that's just trying to bail out. Right. You're like, it's an easy out. But that's genuinely how I feel. But if push came to shove, if I had to absolutely choose some some form of whatever, belief, I would probably lean towards atheism. But I'm not one of those douchebag atheists. I respect everybody's beliefs, no matter what they are. I never tell anyone they're wrong mm-hmm. or that I'm right, because again, I don't think anybody truly knows. Uh, but this movie had an agenda. <laughs> Absolutely, I would say. <laughs> oh, big time. most definitely. Um, what is so? What is celebrating the holidays like for for so, you as a uh, as a? I'm guessing not. Probably not church every week. No. Um, no, not not for a very long time. When was the last time you've been to church? Um, it's been a couple of years. Couple of years. But my family it wasn't like, the. It wasn't your <laughs> grandfather's no, anniversary. No, 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 no. Death was okay. But my family, like like churches, are in my family. Like Ebenezer Baptist Church is our family church, and it's run by my family. So I was raised going to church Wednesday, Sundays for all day long, and like that was that was. What's the up. biggest difference between the way you celebrated church as a kid and the way you do as an adult with kids? Um, I was forced. For the most part, like it was, it was a regimented aren't, thing. Aren't you're going to go, you're going to go, you're going to go. And I grew up with my kids. May I gave them the choice of whether or not well, they the, wanted to I'm, be involved and whether they wanted to believe in that. No, no, no. I'm not talking religion. I'm talking Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Christmas how, no, no, no. How did you celebrate oh. Christmas as a kid? Yeah. That's different. What's different about how you celebrated Christmas as a kid so than now that Christmas, you're an adult with kids? Yeah, yeah. Christmas as a kid was, um, you know, the probably the same as most people, like, the, the Christmas tree is all Choosing set between up. between presents it, and the electric bill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> usually the, it was the electric bill would go when the presents would be there. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> but, uh, the, uh, like, the night before was pretty much the same as everyone else's house. Everybody got together and, like, hung out. But we did our, um, we had three Kings Day. So we always had three presents the night before. Um, which, Where is that from? Um, it's it's just something our family's always celebrated. It was part of the, like the three kings coming to the manger and giving baby Jesus the three gifts. Our family gave three gifts at the, the night before. I might then, steal that shit. That's pretty and good. And then uh, in the morning, that way you weren't quite as crazy. Like in the morning, you could sleep in. I think it was actually kind of a oh smart, yeah, <laughs> <It was> a <laughs> buffer. Yeah, so here go you're, play with yeah, this for a few exactly. hours later. And but they pass were usually out. they were usually something like it was usually like one one of the gifts was always like a piece of cl- something clothing wise you needed then one was jewelry and then one was like a toy. Okay. And then um, we had our normal you know and normal Christmas morning was was normal. Do you do that with your kids? We don't. But okay. what we do do now as an adult with kids, mm-hmm. we've gotten to the point where um, Christmas is not about like getting up at five thirty in the morning and the kids running in the room like we actually do Christmas at twelve oh one. Mm-hmm. Every year now, so at twelve oh one in the we, afternoon, we no in the morning twelve oh one a.m. So twelve one a.m. we do Christmas, and then we all go to bed after we're done with all the excitement, and we sleep in, <laughs> and then we wake up around ten thirty eleven o'clock and we have brunch, and it's a glorious day. But that's that's how what's we've the rest it. of your day spent? Um, after that, nothing. You don't do like a movie or something? No, we'll, we'll watch we'll watch the uh, the Macy's Day Parade, uh, the Christmas Parade. And stuff do you like watch that. Christmas Story all day long like I do? I do watch Christmas Story at least once, but not all day. So that is that you. That's what did, is that what you did as a kid too? No. So what was the, what? Is, what is your difference that you celebrate now as, as opposed to as a kid? As a kid, we would go to my grandparents' house um, on Christmas Eve, and then come home, and then the next day, 
um, you know, open presents and whatnot. And then we would go to my other grandparents' house, and we'd be over there White for a privilege. while. privilege. He had, like, five Christmases every year. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> I wasn't complaining. I was a kid. More presents. Of course. Uh, but, but, now, but now we still go to my grandpa's house on Christmas Eve. Uh, and then it's Christmas Day, it's it's all it's here all day. We go to my parents, um, like the week weekend before, or whatever the schedule works out. Maybe it's a couple days before Christmas. Maybe it's a couple of days after Christmas. It all depends on the scheduling. So so yeah, it's re- it's it's really different. Is there a tradition that you did as a kid that you don't do? Like Vic had the three wise kings. No, it's I mean it was just that that was the tradition. Go over there at night. And then the next morning, you're there. You're at home all day with your presents, and then go over to the other grandparents. That was that was our, I guess, tradition. If that can really be called a tradition. What about you? Um, I was wondering if someone was going to actually pick up the ball. He would have totally dropped it. Let it be dead air, guaranteed. Well done. That's right. Um, no, when I was so, I grew up with a, with a single mom, and when I when I believed in Santa Claus, I don't know the exact age. Probably eight years old, nine years old, or somewhere around there is where. I found out the truth. But before that, I remember we would stay the night at my grandparents almost every year. And I would wake up and the presents would be under the tree there. Or my uncles. One of the two. Um, And then, like, after I found out, we would go to my grandparents do the Christmas Eve thing. I would pretty much open everything from my mom there. And then... We would just, me and my mom would just sleep in and I'd play video games or play with toys, whatever that I got for Christmas the next day. It was a very chill, relaxed day. Um, And then with my daughter, we've stayed at executive producer Molly Smith's house the last couple of years. We won't be this year. We'll probably do the same thing. This is going to be her first Christmas knowing the truth. Hmm. About Santa Claus. Hold on, are you breaking the news, or did she figure it out? She, we, no, I already told her. Oh, okay. Um, so you told her, like she didn't figure it out herself. No, it's. Uh, it was actually pretty much. Uh, I think it was around the time where, like, uh, tooth, tooth, uh, fairy money was getting expensive. <laughs> so I broke that one, and I was like, ah, let's just break down everything else. And she handled it well. Huh. I think she knew. Or had an inkling. I don't know. I'm when sure kids actually, at school. I'm not sure something. when my kids figured out that it wasn't a real thing, but they did actually like, they just were just like, we know like that was a thing. Like they just, they were just like, we already know, <laughs> even I though know. we still did it every year. We had a, a, a present from Santa for all of them under the tree. Yeah. It's uh, I think I didn't want her to be the last kid in her class. <laughs> and so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll probably just spend the, uh, the evening at uh, my grandparents for a little bit. And then uh, go home. And now my, my new tradition for set last several years has been they really put focus on having, like, NBA games all day. And so I'll just watch basketball all day. Nice. That's heaven for me. That's heaven. Well, you're going you're gonna to rotate Krampus in there this year, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Krampus will be the night before. Ah. And then possibly if there's a, if there was a, if there's a boring game, uh, we might slip it in there. Um, but we try and watch uh, Christmas movies, like, the week before. Like the leading up to it, just oh, whatever we can. I have not been able to actually watch Christmas movies like for years now. They just absolutely bore the f- the junk out of me. I watched uh, Krampus on Black Friday. That. Nice. While I was in a hotel in Michigan. There you go. Uh, we took t- my PS4. And but see, that's a Christmas story I could watch. That's a Christmas movie I could watch. I well, that I actually I I broke down and I watched it because I bought it on Blu-ray because I found a really good deal on it at Best Buy. 
It was on sale one week. And I had like a reward certificate or whatever. So it only cost me like five bucks. And I love that movie. Yeah. And I wasn't going to watch it though because I got it in like I think April maybe or May or something. And I was like, shit, I'm just going to be sitting on this movie because yeah. I, I, I don't want to watch it until after Black Friday. Because to me, that's when Christmas season starts. Right. Like I don't do Christmas music. I don't do anything like that before Black Friday. And then once Black Friday hits, I go hard. But Christmas, I'll do almost every show wearing either my Miami Heat ugly Christmas sweater or have an ugly Christmas sweater that has, like, reindeer on it. And uh, I do up the whole the whole holiday. And then as soon as the 25th hits, I slow down. The 26th, everything's down. Trees down. <laughs> decorations are down. I don't live in the past. We tend to watch Christmas Vacation and Elf. Those are the Elf, big ones. Elf was my favorite Christmas movie until uh, Krampus came along. Those are the two big ones. Yes, let's uh, let's get started with a little segment we like to call. And now the showdown podcast history. Corey, it's the first time I saw it. Uh, Vic, I have no history with this. I didn't know it existed. Did you know it existed? Yeah, because I heard about. Oh yeah, we. Yeah, we, I heard about all the how terrible it was last year. Yep, and uh, I had heard that it's one of the worst movies ever. I know he's very heavy on the Jesus. Um. So, I. Yeah, this was uh, my first time seeing the full movie, uh, in its entirety. This has been the Showdown Podcast history. All right, so, um, Vic, I I don't I don't assume you have, uh, you interviewing the cast <laughs> of this movie ready to play for us. Uh, no. But wouldn't it be great if he actually did? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Corey would lose his shit. By the way, by the by the way, apparently I don't know what Vic's doing over there, but. Uh, this is usually where Vic takes us through the story. Uh, no, it's actually not. Because once again, you have forgotten that you start off with the initial, this movie opened up, blah, blah, We blah, already blah. did all that, Vic. Yeah, then yeah. you've done shit out of order. It's still not Because it fault. sounds better that way. <laughs> you still done shit. I made it. You obviously, maybe if you would listen to the show that you're doing currently. <laughs> instead of on your playing, what is that, your battle, your, your, uh, your cities? No, actually. I saw you uh, doing that. It's this. Okay. <laughs> I just had to so it Saving Christmas, uh, otherwise known as Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas, um, is a 2014 American faith-based Christmas comedy film. Remember we had a big joke about that, Vic? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, directed by Darren Doan, who also wrote and stars in the movie. Probably edited. Uh, okay, so here's... We've here's, already established he did not edit the movie. Here is some... Um, here is some other facts. It has a 1.5 out of 10... On IMDb, it has a 0% critics score <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes and a 30% audience score. Which, and Not to mention the fact that when Kirk Cameron found out it got a zero on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, he went to Facebook and tried to get everyone to go on Rotten Tomatoes and upvote it. I know, and, and he could only re- get it up to 30%. <laughs> well, because I'm guessing what that also happened is... Once that story got out, a bunch of people went to go make sure that yeah. the audience oh, yeah. score oh, was that, kept that, that's well, exactly what Well, happened. actually, it says here, um, 
that it actually resulted in a severe backlash against the film in which internet users traveled to Rotten Tomatoes and condemned the film, later blaming... Uh, he later blamed the action on haters and atheists. So he blames it on you, Brad. Okay, well, okay. So here's what I, here's the thing. Um, I, I, I'm, I was thinking about how we were going to do this episode as we were watching it. Um, I was trying to think of, like, I don't know. I was just trying to think of, of the way I wanted to go about it. And yes. I thought I had it down to one way. But here's what I think we should do. I think we should do a, a showdown first. I don't believe we've done this before. Uh-oh. Uh, maybe we have, and I'm forgetting. I think we should do our Survivor Series results up front, then talk about the movie, because I have a feeling we're all making our... And I feel like we should be... It's like, be the pretty, movie wasn't honest. You mean it's going to be... The movie wasn't honest. Hold on. The movie wasn't honest with people. Correct. So maybe we should, to try to be different than that, we should be honest with how we're going to be approaching this movie and I feel like we should do our results first and then go into the movie and kind of give our reasons as to why. Um, so you're saying you're saying it's going to be pretty obvious uh, which way I we're do. Leaning. I do. I feel like it already has been. Yeah. So let's just all give our say our piece um, about it so that they, they get an idea of where we're coming from as we're talking about. It. So, Corey, real quick, like, let's not make it. Huge. Just. Okay, not making it huge. Okay, this movie was absolute dreadful. I mean, uh, the acting was bad. Mm -hmm. The the editing, you know, we've made we've made jokes about the editing. It was horrible too. Just the way, uh, it, the way it would linger on some of the shots a little bit too long. Uh, just random other stuff throughout as well too. The story itself. I mean, I. I there's there's just so much there's just so much stuff here you can really thanks for making that really quick yeah <laughs> Vic so uh, I felt duped by this movie because when I heard Kirk Cameron saves Christmas I was thinking that it was at least going to be something along the lines of something happens and he helps people to uh, he helps Christmas to to happen and that did not happen at all um, yeah this movie was horrible and, and right right from the start the the scene where they're they're showing him talking to his sister it literally looked like they gave a three year old the camera and told him to keep oh yeah the cinematographer hold, hold on hold on hold on we're gonna get into to all that all right uh, so yeah I mean it's I I think it's been pretty obvious um. I think it's one of the best movies I've ever watched. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not joking. I am not. I am not just overdoing this. I fucking love this movie. Are yeah, you you're gonna write me? that down. Write that down. Oh yeah, I'll get it later. Uh, I He's love this movie. I was expecting trash, and what I got was art. <laughs> right. I and I will. I will. I will defend myself as we go through this movie. Please. But no, I please absolutely loved it. It's almost my new favorite Christmas movie. It will be a tradition. I will watch it every year. Oh there's my. like there's only like five minutes of explanation of this movie. I don't care. I, I loved it. I was entertained the entire time. Um, my mouth, I laughed. My mouth was a it made me the think. entire time. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way. <laughs> oh, you're just going to gloss Vic, over that. Vic, what? So, the movie... No, go, hold on. Gloss over you're what? Ju you're just going... I loved it. Okay, now that we got that out of the way. Well, I just gave a bunch of reasons and said that oh, I'm going no, to... It's... God damn it, Corey. 
It's called a setup. I specifically said I'm going to give my reasons as we go through the movie, and I will back up what I said. So please. All right, carry give me, on. Give me a chance to give me a chance to live. I want to just let me out of the nest to fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vic. So uh, the movie starts out with Kurt Cameron, uh, the beloved icon of uh, of of Family, sitcom, growing pains of te- television sitcoms, um, is sitting in a room gaudily decorated. Hold on, sitcom royalty. All right, I'll give you that sitcom royalty. Uh, he's sitting in the room. The amidst- camera name is sitcom royalty. <laughs> okay. Sitting in a room amidst the gaudiest of Christmas decorations that they could possibly find. They were the largest, most ridiculous. There was like a 12 foot tall nutcracker in there. So uh, he gives a, about a 22 minute well, long. Hold on. Sol- hold on. First of all, we're, we're right out the gate. We're introduced to Kirk Cameron, our hero of the film. <laughs> um, and I tell you what, this movie was eye opening on so many levels, right? Like, do you guys agree? I mean, we learned so much. Uh, maybe none more important than... And I love hot chocolate. <laughs> Kurt Cameron loves hot chocolate. I was hoping you are going to give me a little bit more time before you dropped that. <laughs> and I love hot chocolate. He didn't even have to have any in the cup to love it. Yeah. <laughs> he loves hot chocolate so much, he, lo- he, just, he enjoys dr- the idea the thought the the $500,000 budget did not include him actually having a cup of hot chocolate which was actually in the next room yeah yeah you know and you would have <laughs> thought like you would have thought like i'm sure they cuz they probably came to him and they were like okay we're, we're going to have a little mug for you yeah. here um like you know they're like what do you think kirk what what are your thoughts on on hot chocolate and i love hot chocolate oh okay well, well would okay. you like some in the cup no, no, I'm good. I'll just pretend. <laughs> okay, so sorry, continue. So uh, after about a 22-minute long soliloquy as to why he loves Christmas um, and the holidays and this, that, now, the fact now, that he Now let everybody know that he is just sitting in front of a fireplace just talking to the camera. That, that's literally what I was just talking about. Like, Well, just ago, to make it clear. Just to make, yeah. We're painting a picture here. Yeah, we got to paint a picture. I thought I had. <laughs> so uh, he and, and then he proclaims his love for hot chocolate. And uh, then he decides he's going to go join the rest of the party because he's at a big party at his sister's house that they throw every year with all their friends and family around. Um, and he goes in to find her and she's looking a little distraught and and lonely. And he says, you know, where's your husband? Where's Christian at? So Christian, his brother-in-law, has... Uh, gotten the holiday blues and is doubting um, the validity of what people think Christmas is actually about. Our antagonist. <laughs> so, Kurt, we meet. Well, we meet first. We meet uh, Christian, right? Isn't he just sitting there? <laughs> Boo that man. Absolutely. Oh, okay. And his lack of holiday cheer. <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, Kurt's talking to his sister, and, and she tells him that he's he's got the, 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 the wintertime blues. He doesn't think that people really truly understand what Christmas is about and that they're that it's become too commercialized. I will say this. I That threw me for a loop. I mean, that was that was a twist. You're going to get a lot of blank stares from me no, because I'm not seeing because, how this is Because possible. I was going into the movie, I thought, the movie was about his brother-in-law or somebody happens to be an atheist. And so he has to like save them, like save their soul. Oh, you thought it was literal. 
Like, mm. well, I thought that's what I thought that's what it, that's what I remembered somehow. Somehow I remembered thinking that was the plot. Yeah. So when I found out, like, oh no, well this dude, he's not. It may have made for a better movie. Well, yeah, he's not anything a, would have made for a better movie. Yeah, well, the, not because the they, atheist is trying to stop no, Christmas the, and Kirk the Cameron atheist, they would have had to have them. like horns <laughs> coming out, and he would have been like smoking crack uh, while fingering a prostitute oh in the God. back seat. I figured he was going to ride in on a, on a uh, no, reindeer excuse with me, like a giant jerking off a prostitute, a <laughs> <laughs> <The> man boy. <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> So I was a little surprised. So, so yeah, you just... see Christian, and he's kind of moping, lamenting about his uh, the, the horrors of, of Christmas. Um, and we meet his first friend, um, whose name is... DeAndre. DeAndre. Thank you, because I completely forgot. That's how memorable this fucking movie is. So DeAndre comes in, and he starts going off he's, about he, how horrible the, it is at the ending. The, the perfect comedic relief. He should, his name should have been Token. <laughs> well, there were, too many, there were too many black people there for him to be Well, talking. that was the rest of his family. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Token Jr. Yeah. So uh, he comes in, and he starts ranting on about how they're going to be getting rid of their, uh, their uh, crazy shirt Fridays and how many crazy shirts you got for Christmas and all this stuff. And he uh, he uh, he wants him to, 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 to kind of snap out of it and come around. I'm not sure what that was for. Getting rid was, of the, the getting rid of crazy. Yeah, it was, it was pointless story part. You well, didn't need it. It's just no, to, it, it, can... was to, it was to establish that DeAndre is a, is a fun guy. I think yes, and it also sets up the connection uh, later on with uh, what's his name with who. Uh, Christian. Well, he's labeled. He's he's listed yeah. in the cast as conspiracy yeah, theorist. Yeah, the conspiracy oh. theorist. Uh, oh, that guy. Yeah, Ballhead yeah, McGee. Because he. Because that's <laughs> yeah. Because that's how they have a shared common interest. They work together. Right. And they got that memo. And what 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 happens, Vic? Uh, what happens when they get rid of Crazy Shirt Friday? Uh, then then everything goes away. What's part of it? What's a part of? Three words, Vic. War, on, Christmas. You took so much more out of this than I did out of this movie. Like with Starbucks and their damn red cups. <laughs> <laughs> These people are trying to get the Christ out of Christmas. Did and if we've learned anything from Ernest P. Worrell, it's that you put the Christ back in Christmas. You know what? I saw the Ernest P. Worrell thing. I think that may be why I thought this was going to be a little bit of a better movie. Because <laughs> I was thinking that it had something at least to do with saving Christmas, which it didn't. I'm honestly okay. <laughs> I'm way more okay with Jesus as a mascot for Christmas. If that makes sense. You would rather have Jesus coming down? The no, 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 no. I just mean as far as like, because like I said earlier, I'm a, I'm an atheist, which right. is probably why if anybody's listening, they're like, that's a weird. <laughs> yeah. The one guy who didn't even identify with the religion loved the movie. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like Christmas time is the time where I'm okay with Jesus being around, you know? Okay. Like, I, okay, I'm not a big fan because I think if I was religious in any other way, I would be more closer to Jewish where I'm like, okay, I could see there being a God, but I don't think this schmuck was the, you know, his, his son. Are you yeah. telling me? <laughs> you like that? Yes. This this Shlemiel, he cannot be the son of, yeah, he cannot, he cannot be the son of God. Come on now. Who does he think he is? Um, but so, I think so. I think like uh, yeah. I don't know where I was going. I, I don't know where you're going either. Continue, Vic. So uh, Kurt finds out, decides he's going to go and talk to his brother-in-law and try to figure out what's going on. So he's looking. No for conspiracy him. theorist. No conspiracy theorist is later. We didn't. We didn't get. Oh, okay. 
But that's what we were talking about. Yes. That's how I was making the connection to. Okay. I'm okay with Jesus being a, oh, okay. uh, like a mascot. You. I understand. Like that. a mascot for Christmas. Right, like right. Christmas time, I'm okay with like all the, the God and Jesus and, you know, people taking, you know, very, very, uh, you know, advanced coincidences and turning them into miracles. I'm okay with all that because it fits. Okay. Like I, that's the one that's the biggest part of the movie I agreed and I'll get into it later. Go okay. ahead. So uh, he decides he's going to find his brother and talk to him and see if he can help him uh, come come around to being a little more cheerful uh, for his sister's sake. So he goes to look for him. And when he looks into the parlor where he was sitting at, the chair is empty and Christian has disappeared. And he goes, if you're looking for someone during a big party, go to the one place no one else is, the quiet place. He finds him sitting in their car. I said it would be the bathroom. Well, f- first of all, I like when he's sitting there and he's just watching everything. <laughs> and in his mind, it's like, you know, everybody's like, it's all loud and everything else. People, why are they in That's house? me. <laughs> and a lot of like uh, functions like that. Executive producer Molly Smith used to tell me I was a complete asshole. <laughs> but sometimes she would take me places and nobody's really nobody's talking to me yeah. and I don't know anyone there. I get that too. Yeah, I, so I just sit there and when people do talk to me, I feel like I'm really nice and friendly. I know, I get that too. It's like you you don't know talking about. I'm like I don't know them. I, I can have see that you being I, more of an asshole. I don't have that problem. Oh, I thanks. walk into a room and I can say hi to anybody and everybody. So. Yeah, but you're the black guy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm usually the only black exactly, guy in the room, which means everyone loves you. No, everyone's looking at me. Yeah, that's when I walk in the door, everyone's like. Phew. And then, then they go back to talking. Like, everything goes quiet. Everyone <laughs> stares at me at the door. And, and then everybody goes back to talking. And everything They're like, oh, it's slow him. Motion. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway. Who ordered an Uber? <laughs> <laughs> Who ordered the token? Um, so he goes out and uh, jumps in the car, sits down with him. And uh, he's trying to find out what's going on. And Christian is in the in the state of, I do not think that Christmas is, if no one really, really knows what Christmas is truly about anymore. It's become completely commercialized. And uh, we, it just, it's not worth celebrating anymore. So Kurt goes through a, uh, he starts telling Kurt all the different reasons why Christmas is not truly Christmas anymore for the right reasons. Very right religious reasons. reasons. Very legitimate reasons. And all of them are very legitimate reasons, like you said. But his first one, he starts talking about the nativity and how the, everything else in there is huge and gigantic and overbearing and there's lights and shinies and all this stuff. And the nativity is just a little tiny, teeny tiny uh, snow globe in the corner where no one's really paying attention to. Now, my argument with this is he bought that fucking snow, that, that fucking snow. If he, who <laughs> looks true. like he has it money, house. who looks like he has money and bought everything that else, bought everything else oversized. Why didn't he fucking go out and buy a gigantic nativity scene? Fuck, get a mule, a real baby and a couple people and throw them out. In the yeah, you hired way. Santa, hire Jesus. Fuck, that's what well, I'm saying. Why don't they uncle. do that, by the way? Why don't they do that? Why don't you see... At the mall, why isn't there one of Jesus' helpers? Well, because people don't, they can't, they, you can't throw other, your religion in other people's face and people will have a fit about but it. But here's the thing. When it comes down to Santa, that is almost... That's not religion. religion. It, technically, no, but do Jewish people... Uh, He's a saint. But it's not religion. But what I'm getting at is Jewish people uh, do You know not, what I mean? Like a religious saint, not thing. like a New Orleans saint. I know what saint. you're talking okay. about, yeah. He's not, he's not, you know, trying to hunt people down and, and take their heads off during a football game. 
Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, like Jewish people, they don't they don't celebrate Christmas, so there's no Santa Claus. So but in a way, there it is religious. No. No. Nah, but Santa's no. just become too commercialized. He doesn't stand for anything, right? Really, like he's not really attached. As I get, what, I get what, I get what you're saying in a way, but I get what you're saying way more is, is people don't think of Santa as Saint Nicholas. They right. think right. of him as Santa. No, I right. know, I understand. And uh, I agree with the mall, um, but. Again, it's I a would think thing. like yeah, like you would think at like at a church they would have a Jesus for kids to come up and talk to. Like you tell Santa what you want for Christmas, right. and you tell Jesus your sins. <laughs> so you get what you want from Santa for Christmas. But you do notice that almost every church has a nativity scene set up for Christmas. Yes, my but I want a real human Jesus. <laughs> you baby, only see those in the movies. The baby would be no. They, there's the my the church my dad goes to does a. A Christmas play every year. Thank God he stopped being in it because now I don't have to go. <laughs> I used to have to go and I was like, oh, holy shit. This is what people went through. This must have been what they went through when they went to my first comedy show. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, and like I'll take, I'm going to try to drive home. Uh, oh shit, this was last week. Uh, last week I, t- I tried to drive home and uh, early enough took my daughter to church because uh, my mom can't walk at the moment. Uh, she have a health thing going on. So I've been driving her back and forth to work and everything else, and she just hasn't felt up to going to church. I don't go to church with them. But I'm going to start taking my daughter. I just sit in the lobby. Like you I don't want to burn? Uh, well, that. Well, if he's, he's, if he's in warm. the lobby, he's comes to the door, he's still warm. here. So. Yeah, but there's still the main doors. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, he starts telling him, he, he gives him the actual, uh, the more religious version of the manger and what the true story is um, behind it. Uh, he then moves on to uh, I, I, there's okay. So here's the thing that that opening story. Yeah, that's grasping for straws. <sighs> what there's, he was saying there's is nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing to prove that what he is saying is incorrect. True, but there's also nothing that says. Um, I mean, there there are some things that don't make any sense, like. The whole three kings thing, like the the with the the, the wise men coming, mm-hmm. he, he's right. Those are all funeral pyre items. They are not something you would give to a kid that was just so born. So why does the Catholic Church bring it up as it's a present? It's this big time well, present. Why wouldn't they just say? Because yeah. they want their tithing. Be quiet. <laughs> uh, well, that's what I'm saying. It's... But it's there's a bunch of stories in here. So okay, so here's the deal. The description of this, the plot for this, is about three sentences long. And I do not remember each of the storylines behind this because this was so unmemorable to me. But I do remember that they went through um, the nativity. They then went through the Christmas trees because he was having a fit because Christmas trees have nothing to do with things. And at that point, he was like, Kirk Cameron's going to keep throwing the Bible at me. So I want you to tell me where the Bible was or where the Christmas tree was in the Bible. And Kirk Cameron... Managed to pull that shit off. Somehow he brought Christmas trees into the Bible. Even though pretty much everywhere in the Bible that they talk about has nothing to do where there would be Christmas trees. No, I don't even. Which was his point. But Kurt Cameron managed to pull it around because it wasn't about a Christmas tree. It was just about a tree. Yes, a tree. So we'll give give him that too. So uh, moving forward, what was the next one? The other uh, one was the St. Nick one. Okay, so St. Nicholas. Um... We went through St. Nicholas, but we were not to listen to the story as if it were a true biblical story. We were supposed to listen to it as if it were Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And, and he tells and, the story of St. Nick. And we're not saying Lord of the Rings just because we feel like he's just telling a story. <laughs> he literally said, 
think of Lord of the right. Rings. <laughs> what? And you have this, uh, we believe may have been Kirk Cameron in disguise. Uh, yeah, I don't it, think it, it was. It wasn't? Yeah, okay. when I got a better look. When he did the whole, I, let's give out presents, you could tell. I, okay. I just looked at IMDb. So um, he starts telling the story of St. Nick, and, and as some may know or may not know, St. Nicholas was a true person. Um, he was a, uh, a gentleman who would give presents to to kids um, during the holidays and help kids out. And he, he was a, a, what do they call it? philanthropist, I guess you would call him these days. Someone well, apparently he really had to, to be out. because he was going around bashing people's skulls in with <laughs> well, another free they time. don't tell that part of the story very often, ever, because that's literally like only the first time I've heard that part of the story. Now, now while they were going through this whole story, I was like, I got to check. I looked at Wikipedia and either... Kurt Cameron is correct, or he went in and changed Wikipedia <laughs> because what he said in there was listed on Wikipedia that he did go around. That it's he, just like Lord of the Rings. Well, they left that part out, but uh, that he w- was had a whole bunch of money and he actually killed somebody, and there was some kind of something that they referenced in the movie that I was going to try and remember so I could look it up, but it actually says in there like some kind of treaty or whatever, not a treaty, but something along those lines that he signed or whatever. Yeah, it's all in there. And so. then he was sainted, and now he's Saint Nick. So, there, I mean, obviously, there are always truths in everything. But um, when it comes down to it, like, to me, I was like, okay, this is just going way crazy far the way that they did it. And then, then when he gets back to his home, the little girl that came and got him was like, we have work to do. We need to get to it. And he's like, ah, uh, yes. Oh, no, uh, like, no. There was a sleigh and reindeer sitting with him. No. Like, sitting behind him when he said it. Her attitude was, so, did you get that out of your system? <laughs> You feel better now? Yeah, it almost <laughs> felt like, yeah, like I was expecting them to have like a natural born killers relationship. <laughs> Come Mallory. on, baby, let's go. <laughs> I got a sleigh and an axe. She's going she's to lay on the front of the sleigh. Um, <laughs> There's not a lot in the front of the sleigh. <laughs> so the biggest knock I, I see on this movie, and I think this the, the whole car scene is an example of it, is they say that Kirk Cameron was a horrible actor. I don't think I've ever seen a more believable performance. And it's basically because Kirk Cameron is so fake in real life (laughs) that any overacting just seems natural. (laughs) I believe that he was getting visibly upset every time... His buddy, who wrote and directed the movie, was was citing his lines. Like right. he, I don't think he could tell the difference. He's like, "How dare you write such blasphemy into your into your movie that I'm acting in? Let me tell you the truth." Was that in the I don't, script? I don't think I don't think Kirk Cameron's uh, side of the movie was scripted. I no, think I don't. I, I think really he, think that he just said, they, "You, I need you to respond most honestly as you can." No, in no, each one of these no, things. No, no, I don't think they told him there was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think the dude was, was just sitting in his work. car, and then they were like, hey, Darren's really upset, but he's going by the name Christian? <laughs> but he's really upset right now. Maybe you should go talk to him. And they just had GoPros in the car. <laughs> and they, were like, they were like, just let it go. He had his cell phone set up. On yeah, the just let him go. It'll be magic. <laughs> It was amazing how ridiculous the whole thing came oh, out God. to. But yeah, the, main, no, the most amazing thing was how they basically were like, yeah, I mean, if you kill someone because they say Jesus isn't real, that's that's in the name of the the good right, book. That's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Because <laughs> that's what the whole last thing was. Yeah, 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 it really was. And they're like, you just got to be nice afterwards. Give people gifts. 
kill him. Just put game other people residents. I mean, they took away his sainthood because they said he murdered people. Right. But then the people gave it back to him. We're like, oh, we like him so much. They were like, okay, yeah, forget our beliefs. Yeah, but if this was the election, he would still would have been. He would. He would have got his sainthood back. Yeah, well, I know the, the no, people's choice. It no, but it's it's just sad because it's like they treated sainthood like he was a WWE world title. Yeah. <laughs> he is the Daniel Bryan of the Bible. You gotta go through a lot of shit to be sainted, from what I understand. You gotta go through a lot of like, shit to, to win the like WWE world title, Vic. <laughs> but you have to like perform a miracle or something in order to get sainted. But either way, um, Kurt goes through it and explains to Christian. What's your miracle, Nicholas? <laughs> uh, I won't murder you. <laughs> Give him my right, sainthood, you're bitch. Good. <laughs> Tis a miracle. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> what is he, Italian? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he, well, he was a hit carpenter. <laughs> He's following after his sainthood. Jesus was totally Italian, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've already covered this. He definitely wasn't. <laughs> yeah, all that wine. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, also he wasn't born in December. We never Correct. found out when yep. he was born. But that's what I was wanting. I've heard about that before, though. That's what I was speaking to earlier. That's the part of the movie that, to me, did make the most sense. Mm. Like, why we would celebrate Christmas in December. Well, mm-hmm. it's because, it, like, there. If I, if I remember correctly, I remember looking something up, and they said that um, way back when... There was a thing that they were talking about, um, like sales, like overall sales being down really bad during the months of December and blah, 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 because of the cold and all that stuff. So literally like commerce, people in charge of commerce created Christmas as a national holiday in order to build sales during the winter months because nobody was buying it. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. It's it's in there somewhere. I, I literally have read something about that. I don't know the exact particulars to it, but that is one of the things that they did. It's just like the 99 cent thing. Do you know the whole 99 cent story? Have they ever told you this? No. So you know why everything is a dollar ninety nine or ninety nine cents, whatever it is, instead of just being a dollar. So the uh, I think it was the New York Times, whatever, um, or Chicago Times, whatever the the oldest newspaper is, they sold it for a penny, but no one ever carried a penny around with them. So they made all the businesses start charging ninety nine cents for anything that they bought that they that they purchased, and the newspaper would then reimburse them some of that money. So they would they would sell something for a dollar ninety nine instead of two dollars. So there will be one cent left over. So when the kid walked by and said, "Newspaper, get your newspaper one cent," people had a penny to give out, and that shit is stuck up until now. And that's completely a true story. Apparently, that was before sales tax too. Well, I'm just, but that's that's what it came from. That's I believe that, that was point. Corey's first job. <laughs> Newspapers for sale. Just a penny. <laughs> wow. I should have known that was coming. Of course. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So oh, he- hold on. Uh, we also forgot to talk about the most important aspect of the story with St. Nicholas, which is him telling him to imagine Santa Claus. And for some reason, they have this weird sound. Yeah, Santa Claus was like some psycho trip, like LSD trip. He was out of focus. He was almost in 3D. He was like red and blue and like aura, was like quaking back and forth. Like, it was weird. It was really strange. You can almost make a song out of that. Yo. Yo, let's not. Yo, turn me, turn me up in my headphones. Oh my god, <laughs> I have no snare in my headphones. I, I'm, I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, yeah, that was very strange. Yeah, but it then, was really weird. But then he comes through it. He comes around, and he, yeah, he figures out that uh, Kirk Camo is right, and uh, Christmas is to be celebrated. Indeed, Christmas has maybe been saved, and he comes up with this idea uh, that he'll fake a rash. 
<laughs> yeah, for some reason, he has an eggnog allergy, and yeah. he has to go to the hospital to get the nog shot. Even though no one noticed, he left. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> like if it, if this dude would have been suicidal, like Kurt Cameron might have just pushed yeah. him over the edge. It's a good thing he was just sad about Christmas. Yeah. Everyone's inside just having a good old time without him. So apparently, it wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, he didn't want to be ugly wife. Just <laughs> hey, that's what he was really sad about. <laughs> he had to be married to that thing. Oh, she what? She could have been worse. I don't know what that chicken hair was. Now, now when you got a house like that, she shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Time to upgrade. Um, so but, he 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 talks him back into going back inside. He goes in. He does some weird shit when he goes back to that house, though. Um, like the first thing he does is slam that door open. Like bitches, I'm here. Well, which was like oh, just another great aspect of filmmaking. That's how the movie opens, but you don't know why or who. <laughs> You don't know any of this. <laughs> and then they close by, oh, it's him. Because that's what Kirk Cameron tells him. He says he can't just fake a rash right. or or make up an excuse. He's got to go talk to his wife. Yep. Because that's what Christmas movies do, Corey. Mm-hmm. They make you do good things. Mm. Even, the, even the smallest hearts of yours can grow three times <laughs> that size that day. Um, and he goes back in to one, tell his wife Mr. that Grinch. he was wrong. <laughs> And that Christmas is the shit. I really wish he would. And he said does that. go in after doing a really weird um, belly slide across the. Does a belly room. slide on the floor while into headlights. Into the presidents. Into the presidents. <laughs> presidents. Into the presidents. I just like to imagine that there's just Washington and Lincoln <laughs> just sitting over there, and he's Obama's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so uh, he, it's just it's a weird thing. He goes and stares at the at the nativity at the uh, nativity in the in the the snow globe and he has like a flashback of what Kirk Cameron told him like 10 minutes ago in the car. <laughs> well, no, the weirdest part is Kirk Cameron just standing behind him, like with the creepy look on yeah. his face as he runs into the house. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so then he does finally go over and he talks, to, talks his to his wife in the kitchen. Just stares at her. Okay. Honey, I've been a bit of a jerk. This Christmas season. Yeah, you have. You really have. He's been an ass. Kind of like Corey. He deserves so much better. And this Christmas, I want to give you something I've been wanting to give you for a long time. Oh, yeah. What do you got in mind, Big Papa? This dick? <laughs> That's my joke. He's nuts. <laughs> you would have gone these nuts. This dick <laughs> I said I said it earlier. <laughs> but what what you didn't play there, which you did, I know you didn't record, but Kirk Hammer cuts in and says, uh, "Now what happens in most stories at this point?" Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't do what. Uh, never mind. Apparently, you did do it. So play oh, I thought you were gonna play something. Oh no! I'm just... Yeah, that was that was. You guys got pwned. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. You know how he felt? He felt like this. <laughs> that sounds gonna be coming back for a while. So, um, so anyway, camera cuts in and says, "No, what? What? Play it again." The whole thing? I don't monkey? just have that little part. That uh, was the end of the recording. Oh, was it? Okay. Remember, I said earlier, I'm gonna pause it there. And I said, so I can say this dick. And then yeah, it's, I, it's you, okay. you decided to break. So anyway. It's okay. Anyway, I was going to say, uh, never mind, because 
you, my whole joke is just is gone now. It's it's over. He goes into a dance party. Yes. And uh, it's that's a Force Five, Force Family Five, or something. Yeah. Like family, family Force, Force Five. five. And uh, they just have a they just have a dance off. He, he proclaims that he he, he proclaims he, that he's he he put together uh, a the choreographed, yeah. choreographed. Well, no, dance, again, dance it's squad. a brilliant piece of filmmaking. <laughs> it's a it's a twist. It's a twist. It's like Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. You know, it's it's just ah, oh. or or it's Brad Pitt's wife's head in the box. It's you know, really, it's on that level. What's in the box? <laughs> I can't believe it's on that level. It is. I mean, because instead of him kissing his ugly ass wife, he does what anyone would do. He goes and dances with much younger women. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Kirk Cameron gets in on it, does the worm. He's, do, he's doing the worm. Everybody's that. I, I've never felt so white watching this. The ending of this. And they did. I've any, never felt they, such pride. They did not let any of the black people dance. They just no, kind of passed they by just, until until. We got uh, the Carlton. Him, they show him do like a twirl. Yeah, we got the Carlton. From DeAndre. Because that. DeAndre, that's the only thing he can do is yeah. the Carlton. <laughs> so, oh, this movie was just so good. And then that's the end of the movie. Yeah, that's it. I can't get it back. Um, so we all know how we feel. Brad doesn't want it back. Unfortunately, it's not a survivor, but I blame it will be in my heart. <laughs> yes. Like I said, possibly my new favorite Christmas movie. Oh, it's You have fun watching that every year. I will. I will watch it every year. I think I'm going to go home and subject my son to it just out of pure spite. Just I'm going to make him sit down move. and watch it. Tell him how great it is. <laughs> it's exactly what I'm going to do. I mean, like, we just saw the greatest movie ever and then make him sit there and watch it. He's going to be all like... <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back after this commercial break. You're listening to the Showdown Podcast. It's commercial time. All right. Uh, we don't have time to do the joke, so Vic, go ahead. Tell people where you can find you. You can find me at MillerKing51 on social media and Black and Angry. That's B-L-A-Q and Angry online playing games. You can find me at BradScottComedy.com and Comedian Brad Scott on Facebook. You can also find the showdown at the showdown pod on Twitter and Instagram and the showdown podcast on Facebook. Click like somebody should. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at NKO Gonzo. What's amazing is even though we didn't get a chance to do the joke, I still made you go last. <laughs> yeah. And we would have had time. I thought maybe he would have jumped in and done it first so he could get in there, but he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes. All right. Let's get back to the show. This is the Showdown Podcast. This is part of our Christmas-tastic series of episodes for the month of December, getting you into the holiday spirit the best way we know how, by having Kirk Cameron 
<laughs> save Christmas. Unfortunately, he could not save his this own movie. movie on this podcast. <laughs> I tried, though. I will say this. Now that you guys heard my... Uh, by the way, this is the song that's playing during the big dance sequence. Yes. So if you want to imagine... And by of, the way, you know how... Imagine a bunch of white people dancing to this. Well, it's only like fitting on because train. it's a bunch of white people singing. <laughs> and DeAndre was really excited about yeah. that. So, um, But now that you guys have had a chance to hear me, you know, lament my love for this movie. Um, did it change either of your minds? Nope. Not at all. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the movie does not survive. Sorry, Kirk. Big I tried. No. I tried. This is just another instance in the uh, war on Christmas, the attack on the season. Those so, damn atheists. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so the movie got a lot of heat, a lot of flack. Um, Kirk Cameron said some probably dumb, ignorant things. <laughs> Because people didn't like the movie, but I got after seeing it, I kind of agree with them. Of course, you do. I think it must be a lot of people. There was there was a lot of people that never saw the movie, but just saw Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. It's a Christian faith based thing. I'm gonna shit on it. There's people that do that. It's like yeah, I said, they are. definitely are. It's kind of like I think now, like we have all this stuff going on in the world with like all the hate graffiti and everything yeah. else. I think there's now becoming a, a portion of that that's not even... It's not even people who are racist. Right. They're just doing it because they see the attention it causes and gets. And it's more about just stirring the pot and pissing people off than it is any actual belief. So then here's my question for you. Has Kirk Cameron turned you towards a little more belief after this movie. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I just love this movie. As, as long as long as that's as long as that's a thing. I just really gonna... like this movie. I don't know why. I can't explain it. It goes against everything I believe in. It has nothing to I do with the faith. It's nope. just the, it's just didn't the, agree the... with anything in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> thought it was entertaining. Thought it was entertaining. As long as we got that straight, I just wanted to make sure that Kirk, you hadn't changed your mind. Let's not let's not get it twisted. Kirk Cameron and all this craziness and weirdness is still a charismatic guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it makes you wonder, though, if he hadn't gone down the path of being of doing just faith based movies and where his career would have gone had he taken more of a, of a different path. And in, in as far as acting goes, ah, I don't know if he's that. Yeah. I don't think he's like Tom Hanks or anything. No. But, I mean, he was the balls. He was the... I mean, think of his popularity on Growing Pains. Yeah, he was very, very popular. And after And that, it's not like he's some dorky-looking guy. I mean, No. Well, no, I mean, no. he does, He still does a lot of work on, on like, what is, what is it, Oxygen and things like that. Things that aren't, like... Oh, his sister loves those uh, yeah. Lifetime movies. Yeah, things yeah. that aren't, she like... He does a lot of those. doesn't have any chance of there being anything racy. I mean, he still does all that stuff. So he's still working. It's not like he's... He's faithed himself out of the business, so because apparently his friend is still making movies that he's got him going into, even if he doesn't know about it. But. If you make the movies, I'll be in them. <laughs> All right, so make the where, movie. You are the movie, Kirk. <laughs> let's talk about uh, what would Jesus think about this movie? Well, Vic, it's a little segment we like to call "What Would Jesus Watch." What would Jesus watch? Sponsored by Crackers Comedy Club, Broad Ripple and Downtown. Shows run Thursday through Saturday. 
Checkcrackerscomedy.com for details. I have to get with Ruth Ann about, the, about a check. Oh, like she, yeah. No, no, you ain't getting that. <laughs> That's just me trying to get a feature week in January, bro. <laughs> hey, Ruth Ann, hey, I, sh- I, I shouted you guys out on the podcast. Hey, you want to hear? Do to help, just stop when Corey starts to talk. Stop listening. Okay, so what would Jesus Watch says, Saving Christmas is a documentary about the Christmas holiday. Actor Kurt Cameron's sister Bridget is told you told you he was not acting. <laughs> Actor Kurt Cameron's sister Bridget is throwing a Christmas party, which I did. We did. I did look up. Bridget is really his sister, and uh, I, I guess Candace wasn't available. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she found out what the movie was about. Yeah, yeah. she missed the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, Bridget has gone all out. Bet she the, regrets it every day. I'm not thinking. So. I don't know. She was probably you know getting those royalty checks for Fuller House. So, who knows? Anyway, Bridget has gone all out with a huge Christmas tree, lots of ornaments, lots of presents, and lots of Christmas decorations. Even more exciting, Bridget got someone to play Santa for her children to sit and take photos with, which is really, as they said in the movie, just their uncle. So, it's not like they that was a struggle to go get somebody. But really, it's a relative. That's what the next sentence was. I guess I should have preferred... Pre- uh, Red, red. What is going on? What did you just have a stroke? What? We just yeah. witnessed a stroke. What <laughs> just the hell? The- okay. <laughs> Live on the air, folks. You just witnessed Corey's first stroke. Mm. Crackers is going to be shitty with their investment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It says, however, her husband Christian is not as excited as she is about the party. Saving Christmas starts out with Kirk Cameron talking and questioning modern day Christmas traditions. Then the story starts. But most of the movie is narration and an argument between two people. This doesn't make an interesting movie as a movie, but it does provide good lessons. Also, the cinematography is off, usually not in focus or shaky. The movie also lacks a clear storyline, but rather is just didactic. Didactic. Are you reading it too? No, it's, uh, that's the word, didactic. Uh, didactic. Saving Christmas has a Christian biblical worldview stressing the importance of Jesus Christ. Saving Christmas highlights traditions that honor Jesus and stresses having a positive attitude about this special delightful holiday or holy day. That's it. That's for that website. <laughs> this should be your Oscar yeah. contender. <laughs> You're going to criticize the cinematography? I seriously thought they were going to have some huge, like, ranting, raving. This I is can't the believe there's not ever. a statue of Kirk Cameron <laughs> built at the offices of that website. <laughs> it looks like the Emmy, but it's Kirk Cameron with yeah. his, mustache, his beard mustache. <laughs> well, uh, at, at least they acknowledged the cinematography, as we said at the top of the show, was was horrible. You know, I have to ask you, honestly, have we changed your mind about this movie? I don't think we have. No. 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 Wonderful film. (laughs) Okay. You say it's so wonderful, but would you recast it? Yes, I would. There's only one character I would recast. How would you recast it? Out of the three or four that spoke. Um, That's true. Actually, okay. Make that two. Yeah. Get get horse face of a wife out of there. And... uh, (laughs) Oh, I didn't know Sarah Halle Jessica Berry. Parker was in this movie. <laughs> uh, maybe Halle Berry in there, or somebody. So, so Kirk Cameron's sister would be black. Yes, I don't think they would let that happen. It's not so um, Catholics. Okay, well, I mean, you could go with uh, Tina Fey. <laughs> Tina Fey. <laughs> okay, she's cute. All right, we'll go with it. <laughs> 
Um, okay, anyways. Uh, no, Blake Lively. With that guy? Yeah. Not with that. I can see Tina Fey marrying I'm that I'm recasting dude. that guy. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Who are you recasting ahead. that guy I, with? Christian. Mm-hmm. The antagonist of our story. Mm-hmm. I would recast with Miley Cyrus. So now it's a lesbian story. Yeah, now it's a lesbian couple. <laughs> well, just because I, I feel Kirk, like she would really destroy the lines. Like I she feel would like Kirk Cameron would have a problem with that. He'd have a big problem with that. <laughs> but go ahead, sir. I, I'm interested to see how how this plays out. So this is Miley Cyrus uh-huh. as Christian speaking about the holiday. Mm-hmm. This is the complete high jacket. This is a high jacket. High-handed high jacket. Handed this jacket. It's like a car jacket of our religion, buddy. Insane. <laughs> is it a hijacking? Thank you. Thank you. It's a complete hijacking. <laughs> High handed hijacking. Hand in this jacket. What's a hand in this jacket? <laughs> is that what it says? <laughs> I'm guessing uh, old Dean gave uh, Kirk a few of those to <laughs> get in the movie. Those are those close up two shots. Or Darren. Darren Doan. <laughs> So uh, so that ends this episode. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I was saying move on. We were going to talk about uh, what's a gift that you remember from your childhood. Each episode, we'll give you guys a gift from our childhood oh, Okay. that we remember. Something significant. It doesn't have to be from your childhood. Just as any time. Any Christmas gift that stands out. Okay, I'll go first. Um, the one thing that, al- that always stands out with me was when I was a kid getting uh, Castle Grayskull from He-Man. Getting the whole big castle thing, coming out, getting up early before uh, before anybody else is up, and going out there and seeing it just sitting up against the couch. That was that was always the big thing for me. Uh, one for me was um, one Christmas, my mom realizing how much I love GI Joes got me a complete GI Joe Christmas, starting from wrapping paper down to every almost every toy in there was a GI Joe. Vehicle, figure, or something. I thought he was going to say that she, she wrapped everything in G.I. Joe stuff, but didn't get him G.I. Joe <laughs> stuff. <laughs> be, like, be like the mom in, uh, Ch- in uh, Child's Play. She got me, wrapped it all in G.I. Joe stuff, and then got me a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and a sweater. But yeah, that, that was that's one of my favorites. Brad? Um, I would say... Chia? Chia Pet? No, um... Lazzy Bear. Remember that? From Lazarus? From Lazarus. The it was barely bear? sold at Lazarus. And when I was like maybe three or four, it was like all I wanted. And uh, like I don't remember any of this part. Like apparently it was sold out everywhere. My mom was going around trying to find it. They weren't sure if it was going to be there. And then she found a Lazarus that was like two hours away. Drove, went and got it. Uh, everything else. So that's... I, re- I do remember waking up and getting it though. Yeah, I think I want to. I want to say you had to like spend so much money in order to get one of those mm-hmm. things for free. I think that was the deal. But uh, but anyway, uh, that's going to end this episode. Uh, next week, we're coming out with another Christmas classic, Die Hard. Bells will be. And that brings us to the end of another episode of the Showdown Podcast presents the Survivor Series. Uh, Join us next week as we hit another Christmas classic.
Die Hard, one of my favorites, and hopefully it'll be all of yours. Harder than it seems, huh? Well, I didn't know Corey if you gave you to, nothing. I didn't know if you wanted to go into the whole ending thing. I'm Brad Scott. Uh, oh yeah, no, I thought you were handling it. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know if you want me to go that far. I didn't. Know. I was just trying to say, Corey gave you nothing to gone. work with. There. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you for listening. For Corey. Yes. Yeah, are you gonna talk? Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt. Okay. For Corey. For Vic. Thank you. Thank. See, that's that's how. Done. Oh. Notice how I said his name and instead of just staring there holding a mic looking at me. <laughs> Thank you. He's been staring deep into your eyes like all, all day. And they're not even <laughs> as close to as blue as Kirk Cameron. Right? Yeah. So for Brad Scott, the rest of us, we hope you enjoyed this Christmas-tastic first episode of the series for 2016. We'll see you next time. Keep those sleighs on the ground and those reindeer in the air. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. 18- plus.